Coming up in this week's Triton Spotlight, we're talking all things Triton baseball with the Big West champs. UC San Diego baseball became the first Triton program to win a Big West title, and this week, pitcher Michael Mitchell and infielder, catcher, outfielder Michael Furman will join us to talk titles, college World Series, and the most memorable strikeout that was years in the making. Welcome to episode 79 of Triton Cast, the podcast for UC San Diego athletics. I'm Jeff Turiel. Whether you found us on UCSDTritons.com or on your favorite podcast platform, thank you for making us part of your day. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe, rate us, or write a brief review. Before we get to this week's conversation with Michael Furman and Michael Mitchell, let's go around campus. The school year is officially in the books, and there's so much to celebrate. Did you catch the Triton Awards earlier this month inside Price Center? You can watch the celebration video and find out about all of the award winners on UCSDTritons.com. Big congrats to men's soccer and Triton Cast Episode 11 alum Josh Cohen. He's in camp this summer with the U.S. men's national team. Volleyball's Gabe Dyer is playing with the United States U-21 Pan Am Cup team. In our final University Credit Union Athletes of the Week for 22-23 are baseball's Crew Robinson and Naomi Wynn from women's tennis. Congrats to those two. The fall seasons will be here before we know it, and women's soccer's schedule is online. Jonesy side will play in four states and three time zones this fall, and we can't wait to see them back on the pitch. Now it's on to this week's Triton Spotlight. Here's our conversation with a couple of our first ever Big West champions, baseball seniors Michael Furman and Michael Mitchell. Michael Furman, we'll start with you. How would you describe what it was like to win the Big West? Um, it was awesome. It was, it was so good to go out in my last year, uh, with an awesome team and do something, do something special, make history at this, at this school. I uh, couldn't be happier about it really. And for you, Mitchell, what made this team so special? Our determination to just compete and keep going, you know, in the beginning of the season, we were picked uh, eighth, you know, to finish eighth and, uh, when you're when you have the odds stacked against you, it's no better feeling than to overcome those obstacles. So, you know, when everyone when everyone has their back against the wall, it's just fighting, and that makes the feeling you know winning the championship so surreal. It's it's an unbelievable feeling. That's interesting because I know those preseason polls can either you know go one in, in one ear and out the other, or maybe in your case, it sounds like maybe it was used as as motivation. So how much attention? And we'll stick with you, Michael Mitchell. How how much attention do you all pay to those kinds of things when they're released before the season starts? I wouldn't say a crazy amount, uh, but you know when when you're told that no one really believes in you, it's kind of like okay, let's get going, let's let's fight, let's prove everyone, let's prove everyone wrong. You know, Newman had talked with us and sat us down, saying you know this is what they think of you. What are you guys going to do about it? And, you know, it came down to like, we don't want to be that. We want to be first and we know we can be first. So when everyone's rooting against you, there's nothing better than to just prove everyone wrong. And I think that was their kind of team motto this year. Yeah, Jeff, we didn't, we didn't pay too much close attention to them, but like Mitchell said, it just kind of put a chip on our shoulder and we, we, uh, take care of business. Is that something Furman where you all know you have the talent, but on the other hand, it is understandable why the coaches, Hey, here's this new team. They haven't been in the conference very long. They finished in the bottom third a year ago. So in that respect, maybe it's kind of logical that that would be the expectation on the front end. Right. Yeah. And so be it like, fine. That's how, that's how other coaches see us. That's how, um, 
you know, it's shaping up or it looks like it, but yeah, we knew we had the talent and that, that was the big thing. We knew, we knew within our team, um, within our like closed doors that what we had here was, was uh, special and we had the group to go and prove everybody wrong. For Michael Mitchell, was there a point during this season where you all realized, Hey, we really might do this. This is something that is attainable. Yeah, uh, I actually thought after the MLB showcase we went to in the very beginning, you know, when we're facing teams like Tennessee, Michigan, and Arizona, who are big names and always have been in terms of college baseball, and, you know, we're putting up just the fight in the first three games of the season. It's like, okay, we have a chance to win, you know, more games and just really dominate the Big West. That's kind of what we went into. And, you know, it was just kind of moving forward, growing the team and growing the chemistry. And, once we started against Long Beach and swept them, you know, Furman had an unreal series that that series. But like, once we started, it's like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this. Seven seven and zero was what we were in, in the very beginning, and it's just once you start off like that, it's, it makes you go, we have a chance to do this whole thing. Furman, what was it like to take part in the MLB Showcase? I mean, again, as as Michael Mitchell noted, you're playing big name teams in the world of college baseball, but you're doing it in major league baseball, spring training facilities. You're doing it on MLB network. What was that like? Oh, it was such a cool opportunity. Um, getting our name out there as a competitive division one program is, is absolutely huge. And coolest part about it is we're building on top of all the alumni, um, all of what they built up for us to this point. Right. So Hearing from a ton of guys, uh, former alum, you know, former players I knew, players that played way before Mitchell and I, um, even some guys coming out it, and coming to watch us out there in Arizona. It was it was an incredible experience, and I'm just I'm super stoked that we can play part, play a big role in building up this program. And Furman, why do you think it is that your team got out, got out to such a fast start in Big West play? I think after um, some games, some really competitive games, and early on in the season, uh, we kind of were finding our way, getting that chemistry, and finding our roles as players and within the group. And once we started playing in the Big West, we kind of had that chip on our shoulder, like I said, um, and start stuff started going in our way. We were fighting really hard and uh, good things started to happen. We started to win games and we kind of realized like, man, we play our baseball. It's, it's tough to beat us. Michael Mitchell, let's step back for a minute. Coming to La Jolla from Santa Cruz, how did you end up at UC San Diego? Uh, I ended up at UC San Diego through a couple of travel ball tournaments. Uh, I got recognized by UC San Diego and they, you know, fortunately gave me the opportunity to come to this school and compete for them. And uh, I came down to a tournament called the Phil Singer Classic, which was hosted here in San Diego my junior year going into my senior year. And uh, I hit some numbers that they liked and uh, they saw me at another showcase called the Arizona Fall Classic. And after that, it was a, uh, that's where I got the offer. And I'm, I'm, it's the best, it's the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. Being, being here has truly changed me as a person for the better. I absolutely love this school. I love this program. I love playing at UC San Diego. I loved all the people I've met. Like 
there's nothing better than San Diego for me. And I can't be more grateful for the experience the school has provided me. Furman, what about for you? How did you end up here at UCSD? Um, well, I love San Diego. I was interested in playing down here and had the opportunity to get seen by some coaches, um, various showcases, events and stuff, um, tournaments and yeah, was given the opportunity and I, I took it and I loved it. I mean, like nothing beats La Jolla too. Yeah. Nothing beats living down here. That's, that was hard to turn down. No, you cannot turn that down. So for both of you guys and uh, Michael Mitchell, I'll start with you. Coming to UC San Diego, of course, the school was competing in the CCAA in Division II, but Division I Big West was on the way. Did that factor into your decision at all or not? Uh, I actually committed before we turned D1, which made, you know, when you hear that news on your Instagram, that's where I actually saw it. It's like, oh my gosh, this is surreal. This is un- this is unreal. I'll be playing D2 and D1 baseball. It's kind of the experience that not many players get to get. So, you know, that didn't really factor in because I was already committed, but it made it made my decision just like so much better knowing that I'm going to become to a school game to compete a D1 program. And I am like, we won the big West this year. So it's, it makes everything even 10 times, 10 times better. We won one at D2 or we won one at D1. Michael Furman, what about for you? Did that factor at all? Um, I mean, yeah, in part, I knew that I'd have the opportunity to play Division One baseball at the same time as when I came in here uh, as a freshman and uh, then sophomore would be able to compete for championships at the Division Two level, which was an awesome experience. Carrie, our first year, was incredible. Um, and just those teams were awesome, all those guys, and miss them all. But, uh, yeah, playing playing – for championships at division two and then being able to uh, be a part of building the program into a division one team was definitely, definitely on my mind in the decision-making process. Yeah. I want to ask you about that 2019 season and the trip to the NCAA championship in, in Cary, North Carolina. How high were expectations for that UC San Diego team going in? Was that a surprise or did you all know you were capable of that? Oh, we all knew we were capable of it. Um, definitely great competition. We played some really good teams, uh, but playing at that at that stage was something we wanted to do from um, the beginning of the fall. Like that was that was our goal was to play in those tournaments. Um, definitely needed some clutch moments to get there, even with the talent you have. Like you're playing other good teams, but. Yeah, that was that was an awesome experience getting there. What was that atmosphere like? Ooh, Mitchell, you want to go first on that yeah. one? Exciting, electric. You know, when you when you play in a super regional as a freshman, you're not at least for me that you know high school games are packed in terms of state games and all that. But you get to a super regional and then you get to go to D two World Series. There's people there, you know, cheering for teams, and there's people there excited for their you know for their school. So. When you go to these games, it's 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 electric. That's the best way to describe it. You know, playing in North Carolina at the USA Fields, there's a lot of people there. Surprise, you know, people always say like 
D2, which I, I don't just I don't agree with. I think that's completely wrong. D2 is a so super competitive, you know, atmosphere and a lot of people show up to those games, the College World Series being super exciting at that point, you know. Um people are there, atmosphere is fun, everyone's ready to compete and compete for a championship. The crowd's just into it as, you know, just as into it as the team. Yeah, I like that electric. It was uh it was very competitive. You kind of feel it on the field where um, every every out matters so much. Every base matters so much um, uh, during those games, and the the stress, the adrenaline, all of it. It just it really contributes to a fun and electric atmosphere. So your team competes in the. World Series, as we were talking about in 2019, I know expectations were high in 2020, the final Division II season in the CCAA before the move to Division One. Of course, we all know that season was cut short due to COVID, but Michael Mitchell, starting with you, what do you remember about that 2020 season and kind of the build up to what could be? And then obviously the season was over just like that. Very similar to this team this year, you know, super competitive guys out there just wanting to dominate every single chance they get and not dominate for themselves, dominate for the team, you know, next guy up, you know, same thing with the pitching thing, you know, getting the next guy in the game and putting him in the best position possible. It's guys were out there competing and ready to show that we're here for a reason. And you see it this year, you know, playing with passion, playing with, I disagree when people say, you know, you can't, don't play with emotion in baseball. Yeah, there's wrong ways to play with it and right ways to play with it. But that team and this team this year just had the passion to go out there, compete, and let guys know, hey, we're not to be messed with. And, you know, guys coming off the mound screaming, guys hitting a home run and, you know, flipping the bat. Baseball's supposed to be fun. You know, if you're out there showing emotion, that's what that team did. That's what this team did. You know, it makes it a lot harder to beat a team when they're when – they're, rolling like that so it's it's super cool it was super cool for both teams Berman, anything specific you remember from that 2020 team that was just getting rolling when things were shut down i mean we had incredible talent on that team our pitching staff was um awesome they made it easy us on us hitters to just go out there and you know have a low stress go out and hit and we had incredible talent throughout our lineup up and down um just it was it was sad when when the season ended and we had to we had to cut that one short but the coolest part actually of that year was you know we ended up getting eligibility back and a lot of those a lot of those uh older guys came back for another year and i think that was a big part of how well we uh competed in our first year of division one For those guys who were affected, and maybe it's this is an unfair question, how much of that was a decision for them to make to stick around for an extra year versus, you know, they were may have been planning to graduate and move on and do whatever they were going to do in their careers or professional careers? I would say I would say a huge decision. But, you know, guys, when their college career ends and then they get the chance to play D1 baseball, you know, a lot of them wouldn't pass it up. So, you know, that they. I wouldn't say it was much of a hard decision. Those guys love the game and I love all those guys playing, you know, with them. And I, I don't think that it was that hard decision. I know that for some it was, but when you're making that 
choice to play D1 baseball, a lot of them didn't turn turn down that opportunity. In, and that was an unbelievable team to have. I love that team. Yeah, in that positive light, we, like I said, we got them back for another year to to play with them. And yeah, they're a big part of our Division One um, first year. So couldn't be happier that we got to at least try again with those guys. Big part of our program history, just in general. They, those guys, yep. those guys built the foundation. I'm like everyone that we've played with, everyone before us have built the foundation. Those guys were here to build the foundation for the D1 program. And that's something that, you know, we took this year and we ran with it and that's how we go with it. Yeah. That first division one season in 2021, quite the way to end it with Everett Lau hitting that walk-off grand slam in the very final game. Mitchell, you got the win in that game. I did. I, not many people know that, but that's not the thing that people take away and nor do I. I'm surprised <laughs> yeah. by it when people say it. Uh, that that will go down as the best trying baseball moment in history, in my opinion. Everett Lau's home run will forever be that. And also, not many people know, you know, Brandon Weed. It was his last game, and that guy was that guy's done tremendous amounts of you know work for the program, and he built the foundation for a lot of the pitching. I, I he built the foundation for my career at least. You know, so not many people realize how special that game was with Brandon Weed's last game, and then for Everett Lau's walk off. We're joined this week on Triton Cast by baseball standouts Michael Mitchell and Michael Furman. And Mitchell, we'll start with you. Let's go back. How old were you when you started playing baseball? Oh, man. Uh, I'm probably like five years old. I, I always loved playing baseball. My uh, my dad played uh, professionally and my grandpa played in college. And my grandpa you know, had extreme love for the game. And he, he put that passion and all that and gave it towards me. Uh, I remember going after school when I was uh, first grade, second grade, and my grandpa would pick me up in his red truck and we'd go play, go play catch. He'd go throw me batting practice, and not many people believe me or are super shocked when I say that that didn't end until my junior year of high school. He he threw me BP and he would play catch with me when I was a junior, and then got a little too much. But you know, that, I I dedicate my career to that guy, and uh, I dedicate that career to my grandpa. So, yeah. And do you remember when you started pitching or what got you into pitching? I do. Uh, I got into pitching my junior year of high school. Uh, I didn't really pitch before that. I, I occasionally did, but I, I didn't focus on it. And then after my uh, sophomore year in high school, I realized that, man, if you know, I can't hit, I can't hit a baseball. I can't hit water if I fell out of a boat. That's pretty much how it came down <laughs> to. So... I needed to switch something up. So I uh, decided to pick up the ball and I started just really practicing and pitching and, you know, it turned out for the better. And did you play other sports while you were growing up? Uh, I, I would have liked to say yes, but, you know, my athletic ability is something that is unmatched compared to, no, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> I, I, don't have, <laughs> uh, I, I enjoy other sports. I enjoy playing other sports, but I wouldn't say uh, I, I could compete like in a, you know, high, high level basketball and all that. Uh, but I do, I do enjoy playing other sports. I just didn't do it. And Furman, what about for you? How old were you when you started playing baseball? I believe it was at four years old. Uh, my brother, my brother's five years older than me. And he was, uh, he was playing for the longest time. So when I was a baby, I'd always 
be at the field. Um, and then growing up, I was always at the field watching him play at his games, hanging out with the other other kids, throwing around baseballs or whatever we did, and just kind of found my love for the game that way. Um, and then just took off, yeah, just kept playing. How did you become so versatile defensively in terms of playing all over the field? I mean, I've always had the uh, athletic ability to play various positions. Um, growing up, I caught a lot. I think I was mainly a catcher, um, if I could think back. And I, I also played also... infield. Um, and then kind of just wherever wherever it was needed on a, on a field is – the way I've seen it. Um, and did you play other sports as well or not so much? I, I played some football, but never really fell in love with it the same way I did with baseball. What's your favorite position to play defensively? Uh, definitely middle infield. And eh, eh, I like catching, so it's a tough one. But probably middle infield, shortstop, second base. And what would you say comes easiest to you? Hmm. That's, that's a tough question. Um, Hitting nukes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Probably, probably infield. In, yeah. And where did you have to kind of work the most to become comfortable defensively? Um, I would say infield. <laughs> that's that's funny yeah both infield had to work the hardest and kind of came the easiest but uh catching is definitely definitely one where you need some reps need to need to get my feet under me when i take a take a break away from it but yeah infield michael mitchell let's go back to you and i know that you missed virtually the entire 2022 season due to injury what happened uh, I tore, I partially tore my UCL uh, in a scrimmage about two weeks before the season. I believe it was January 27th of that year. Uh, kind of bummer news to hear a couple weeks right before season, especially, you know, being told that you have a chance to start this year and all that. Uh, but, you know, the injury injury just made me a better pitcher and a better person, you know, learning to just really drive and compete and you know, grind through, grind through the rehab, grind through the injury. Like it's uh it's crazy how all that works, but yeah, uh, I missed last season and had to get UCL repair surgery for it on January 20 on February 28th. So yeah, kind of a crazy year last year. Uh, a lot of, a uh, lot of crazy stuff happened, but I'm glad that I took the road. I did. Were there times where you were maybe had some doubt and was wondering if it was worth it? Uh, never if it was worth it. No. Um, you know, I wouldn't say there's doubt in terms of that, but like when you're not used to waking up and having your arm hurt some days and stuff like that, like the coming back from a repair surgery is different than, you know, just, Oh, I sprained my ankle. I guess you can say, you know, you're left with a big scar on your elbow about, you know, three inches, four inches, which is kind of crazy. But, you know, waking up some days where you, your arm hurts and you have to like just grind through and being told that, Hey, this is normal. That's something that's doesn't, it doesn't feel normal, but you know, it gets to the point where you have to just keep going, keep going. And it does, it does get better. It does 
it doesn't hurt it you keep going with it it's just it's a cool it's a cool road for people to take you know not the ideal road i wouldn't say people go out there and tear their ucl it's not <laughs> not normal like not the normal road but you know it's something that has helped me become a better pitcher and really kind of just made me realize how much i love baseball was there a challenge in that baseball of course is such a team game but to a large degree this rehab you're on your own and you don't have your teammates there doing the same things and grinding with you They're, they've got their own thing right they're getting ready for practices and games and so on and you're not uh, they're still there you know your teammates have your back more than anything Furman had my back more than anything during the rehab you know guys that had toward their UCL and all that have have your back your, your teammates are there for you throughout the whole journey even if they're not even if you're not on the field practicing with them or you can't do that, like, cause you can't throw a baseball yet. You know, you have the, you have your teammates there and, you know, I'm thankful for Christian Alstrom, our trainer who we've had. He, he helped me out so much throughout this entire journey and kind of, you know, giving me guidance and really helping me towards, Hey, this is the right path. This is what's going to happen. You're going to make it uh starting next season. You know, that was one of the things. So, uh, everyone had had my back throughout the entire journey. And that's why, you know, I dedicate this more than just a team, but it's a, it's a family. That's what this program is. Yeah. And it was, it was, uh, it was awesome to see Mitchell come back the way he did. Um, lucky for me, I actually got to play catch within the first, first day he was <laughs> throwing again. So, oh man, we missed him last year, but man, he came back strong and we all, we all were there for him, whatever he needed. And just, yeah, it's, it's weird though, Jeff, like, he's doing his own thing to get ready, but, and we're, you know, getting ready to play and doing our own thing. But at the same time, like you said, we're a family. We, uh, we got his back and we'll, we were doing that rehab with him. I forgot you were, you were the first person to like catch with me. I was on my yep. birthday. Yep. That was yep. sweet. <laughs> first person to like catch. And then first outing I had, you were the catcher at Tennessee. What a cool experience. That is awesome. Ooh, oh, yeah, that is. That is absolutely amazing. Were there nerves, Mitchell, when you first came back and got back on a mound? Uh, no, not really. Excited. I was excited. Uh, I know that I put in all the hard work to go out there and do what I needed to do. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't say I was nervous. I would say I was maybe nervous with a little bit of excitement, you know, with more excitement. But just being back on the mound, ready to compete, especially being told that you're going to start against – Tennessee, not only your first collegiate start, but also your first outing back from Tommy John. It's like, well, UCL repair surgery. Uh, it's, it's, it's what it's what you want. Like that's this is what you hope to get. Like these, they can't get any better stakes than that. So, yeah. And what's the difference in terms of mindset ver from coming out of the bullpen versus starting as you did for the first time this season? I wouldn't say too much. You know, I go out there and my job is to finish the batter. And that's what I go out there and tending to do. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to go out there. I want to compete. I want my whole team to compete. I want people to know that when I'm on the mound, it's, it's, it's going to be hard. And that's what I, I have the intention to do. And so nothing really changed. Uh, bullpen, relieving. I'm out there to show them that I'm not to be messed with. That's what, that's what the plan was. Berman, for you, we talked about your versatility and and playing all over the place, defensively, catching, playing middle infield, playing corner outfield. 
Is there a different mindset for you in terms of how you focus or how you get ready for the next pitch based on, I mean, of course, when you're catching, you're literally integrated into every single pitch, but whether you're in the infield or outfield, are there differences in terms of how you prepare for what this right-handed hitter might do on a one-two count, depending on where you are on the field, that kind of thing? I think the biggest thing is just kind of understanding how the ball moves at different spots. I mean, behind a dish, you're just playing an advanced game of catch, right? So when, uh, and learning my pitchers, but catching Mitchell, I got to, you know, catch him this way, or this is where he likes to throw this pitch. Um, on the infield, it's, you know, a little bit more, I think there's a little bit more to do on the infield um, in terms of making sure you and your teammates are in the right positions, um, where the batter's probably going to hit it, where am I going to throw it in this position, like where am I going to throw the ball if it comes to me here, just different variables there. And then the outfield, I think, uh, yeah, where am am I going to throw this ball if it's hit certain spots and how's the ball going to, come off the bat of certain guys. Is it going to tail? Is it going to hook? Um, so just getting a feel for that basically at all of the positions and then any uh, communication and jo- jobs you got to do um, at each position was really all I had to worry about. Then just let my athletic ability take over, just play. Herman, you were named to the all big West first team. What did that honor mean? It's it's awesome. I mean, there's a ton of great players in the Big West. Um, so take it as a high honor, and I'm proud that I could do it. Um, and basically just that means I went out there, played hard, and helped my team win. And Mitchell, your first season as a starter, posting that 1.42 ERA after missing last year and, again, starting for the first time collegiately, earning all big West second team honors. Was there a sense of satisfaction there or how would you assess you know, that award? Oh, it's beyond satisfaction. You know, you're, it shows that everything paid off, you know, and I, I, it's, it's the best feeling you can get, you know, knowing that, Hey, look, I, I came back here knowing that I had a mission and I completed that mission and I, I got what I thought I was rewarded. So it's, it's an amazing feeling. Like there's no, there's no better one. And, I, I dedicate all this to my teammates and the coaches and the training staff, everyone that was there helped me out through the journey. Like it, it's unbelievable. Everyone that helped me throughout that. So I can't be more grateful for all of that and for, you know, receiving that award. And Mitchell sticking with you for a moment, I got to make an important clarification when I said that you missed the 2022 season after the surgery and the injury, but you did get that one at bat. At San Diego State, uh, you pinch hit in that win. Your only career at bat. Take us through what that was like. Uh, well, it was about time. No, just joking. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, I, I did get a career at bat last year. Uh, I was supposed to run the bases, but the game uh, shaped out a little differently, and I was told, hey, you got to start swinging it. So, you know, going up there, I was told, you know, go hit a home run. And that's what – no, I'm just joking. I was told, don't swing. Don't swing. <laughs> but – as tempting as it was, I didn't do it. Uh, one of the best moments of my entire career. I, I can't I can't tell you times I was on the mound. I can't tell you necessarily games I pitched in, but I can I can tell you how that bat went down perfectly. Guy threw me a first pitch slider. Knew I was a threat going up there, and then uh, 
I uh, got two fastballs, swing and a miss. You know, no swing, just looking at it. But one of the coolest moments in my career is that I struck out, and that's that's something I can say that for the rest of my life, and I love saying that. So yeah, what a, it was a crazy, crazy turn of events, but awesome, awesome experience. And Furman, I got to imagine you and your teammates, that was some of the loudest cheering you were doing from the dugout all year, I would guess. Oh, we were loving it. We were loving it. Uh, there's nothing better, though. Like you said, there's nothing better than seeing Mitchell get up there and him get a first pitch slider. No, he, <laughs> he's, just such a pre- he must, he's just such a presence in the box. I mean, can't blame the guy on the mound. Such a sign of respect. I've been trying. I tried to. I tried to convince Newman to give me another one this year, but no, uh, <laughs> uh, not not with how good our team was this year. Not with all the hitters we had. Our our whole hitting staff was unreal. And Furman, for you, you end your season as a Triton with a three hundred one career batting average at UC San wow. Diego. Is that something you are aware of? Paying attention to? Do you even know that? Oh yeah. I, I checked it out. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm, I'm happy. Like all the, all the hard work, um, everything I put into playing, um, at UC San Diego, it's cool to see it all pay off. And Furman, you also recently at the Triton Awards earlier this month were named the outstanding male senior scholar athlete across the entire athletics department. What did that mean to you? Oh, it was, it was awesome. Um, such, you know, another, such a high honor, um, thing that I really appreciate, um, from the department, there are a bunch of seniors that competing for the same award. I mean, if they know it or not, I didn't know about it, but coolest part was just the love from my teammates, um, at the, at the banquet when, when my name was called, all of them jumping up and cheering for me, it was, it was a cool Cool little sentiment. Although your team didn't compete in the final weekend, so you didn't win the championship physically on the field because you'd already done your part in one and you had to wait for other teams to, to finish. But the university came together to celebrate the first ever Big West championship in any sport at the Price Center with athletic director Earl Edwards, with Chancellor Kosla there, with the trophy, with the shirts, the hats, all of that in front of the student body. What was that like? It was so cool to get recognized like that. Um, we were all very appreciative to everybody in the athletic department for setting that up and just for everybody that came to celebrate with us. Um, yeah, a, l- a little bit odd having a bye week the last week, so we weren't able to uh, celebrate on the field, but we did our version of that at uh, Riverside. Um, but, man, what a cool what a cool moment for all of us, really, to see the trophy and to be able to celebrate with more than just our team kind of ends up being working out the right way, you know? What a memorable moment indeed. Well, Michael, Michael, thanks for joining us. You guys ready to play some quick picks? Let's do it. All right. Just for ease of keeping this moving, Furman, we'll start with you every time. And then Michael Mitchell, you can follow up. So Furman, you get the pressure, I guess, of these very difficult okay. questions. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Ocean or pool? Uh, ocean. Ocean. Indoors or outdoors? Outdoors. Outdoors. I feel like Furman's echo right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to some controversial ones. There you go. <laughs> Mount, mountains or beach? Mm, 
mountains beach 100 percent beach <laughs> sunrise or sunset sunrise Ooh, sunset peanut butter creamy or crunchy creamy creamy favorite food steak burritos any type of burrito no matter what it is i'll eat it and Furman, what kind of steak prepared a certain way a certain cut oh man ribeye reverse sear basted oh. in some butter nice oh, man <laughs> sounds legit favorite pizza topping pineapple you're crazy you are crazy pepperoni that's not there's no <laughs> way that's your favorite pizza topping hey you, th- you think he's just stirring it up good. oh my gosh okay yeah yeah <laughs> pepperoni the right answer <laughs> dogs or cats dogs dogs all right starting with you Furman. what's one thing about you that would surprise even your teammates Hmm. I can play. I play five instruments. What are they? The bugle. Well, let's say that last. The uh, saxophone, clarinet, piano, bugle. Um, I think yeah, flute. One man concert over here. Nice. What about you, Mitchell? I really enjoy cleaning. I know that sounds crazy, but I like, I like having really clean spaces. That's interesting. Yeah. All right, Furman, singing or dancing? Dancing. Both. No, I I can't sing, but I really enjoy dancing. I enjoy karaoke (laughs) with dancing. Karaoke with dancing. There we go. Yeah. So both. All right. In-store shopping or online? Online. In store. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Thanksgiving. Pancakes, French toast, or waffles? Waffles. Ooh. That's a tough one. That one's tough. It's between waffles and French toast, and I think I'm going to go with waffles. Waffles are the, I think that's the right answer for that. That's the only right answer, yep. I, I, I think so. I think that's a good, good one. I'd agree with both of you. Reading or writing? There we go. Reading. Reading or what? Writing. Oh, reading. One place you've never been that you most want to visit? Costa Rica. London. Very interesting. Favorite type of music? Hmm. Alternative. Alternative. Same. Podcasts or playlists? Triton cast. How a boy. <laughs> Triton cast. Amazing. Amazing. I did not pay for, for them to say that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Calls or texts? Ooh, definitely calls. That calls. I am not a texter. Calls. I, definitely I calls. <laughs> do not enjoy texting. I'm all calls. You might be the only students at the entire university that would say that. Really? Yeah, I guess. Oh, don't I don't text know. Us, so, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Favorite ice cream flavor? Ooh, cookies and cream. 
Uh, now you got me stumped. It's between Mint Chip and Vanilla. Or Rocky. Oh, no. Never mind. Rocky Road. Rocky Road is the best. The marshmallows. Good one. Yep. Copper Cone. Cone. But oh. I usually usually get it in a cup, put the cone on top. Ooh. Look at you. Yeah, I'm a cone guy. It's a veteran move right there. That is a veteran <laughs> move. In your time as a Triton, Furman, starting with you, which of your teammates thought they were the funniest? Oh, this might be unanimous between Mitch and I, but definitely <laughs> Brock Klez. A hundred percent Brock Klez. He is by far the funniest guy on the team. Guy will make He's you laugh in any situation. A comedian. Like the funniest. I like it. Which teammate in all your years, which teammate was the best cook? Hmm. Who, who cooked the best, uh, like, hamburger helper? That's what I'm trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. I mean. Uh, Blake Fitzgerald. He would, he would grow up some good steaks. I'll say Ryan McNally. Okay. And we'll end with this one and firm and start with you. If you could play one other sport as a Triton and be, you know, good at it, what would it be? As a Triton? Okay, so football's off the table. Yes. Um, let's go golf. I'm going to go with water polo. Did you, Mitchell, did you play or have you played water polo? No, but I think it would be really cool to be good at water polo. And Furman, are you a golfer? Um, No. <laughs> Go out for some fun, though. Seems like a pretty chill sport. Yeah. Well, guys, congrats on the title, and thank you so much for joining us this week. We appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. What a fun conversation with those guys. It's easy to see how that camaraderie developed into clubhouse chemistry that helped this team be so successful. Be sure to join us for an all-new Triton cast next week. Coming up on episode 80, we'll share the impressive story of resiliency and softball's Bobby Aguirre. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss a moment. New episodes of Triton Cast premiere each Wednesday. Well, thank you for listening to this week's show. And don't forget, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast platforms by searching Triton Cast wherever you get your pods. And a reminder, you can listen to any of our 79 episodes anytime on demand. Just visit UCSDTritons.com slash podcasts. For more on TritonCast, follow us on Twitter at TritonCast. And if you have a suggestion for a future guest, send us a tweet or email us at tritoncast at ucsd.edu. We'll see you back here next week. You've been listening to TritonCast. TritonCast is a production of UC San Diego Athletics Communications. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your platform of choice. If you have show questions or comments or suggestions for future guests, email us at tritoncast at ucsd.edu. You can also follow the show on Twitter at tritoncast.